The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Mash, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now, your host, Nui Scruggs. Let's ride. On a Thursday, as we head. Going into the weekend, North Carolina. Kakalaki, North Kakalaki. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. J. Cole country. If you're up there, you know what Kakalaki means. You from up there. You know some people from up there. Hey, man. Look, it's going to be a great weekend. Great weekend. Make sure you stop by Bojangles. Okay? <laughs> I'm going to ask you if you Bow had time. some reservations. Go Bowtown. Do it Bow taste different than the one in Euless? Yes. Well, they don't have bone in the Houston. I was unimpressed. In my that wasn't bad. You it wasn't was, bad. Look, it, it, no, no, no. Listen to what you said now. It's the difference between it wasn't bad and the expectations. It wasn't the mothership. Okay. Right. When Clarence and I went for opening day, we asked questions. Trying to figure out the why. <laughs> hey, hey, man. We talked to the chef. And Y'all so, talked to the chef? Yeah, yeah. We yeah, we was at Media Day, sir. Yeah, we, we was at Media, media Day at, at Bojangles. To, you know, oh, I'm sorry. I was working on my book then. We, de- <laughs> we were dedicated. We were dedicated to the chicken games. So, Hill and I went up there to go check it out. Well, uh, I, I snuck in through the back door. So. Okay, well. Uh, Clarence Hill, Fort Worth Star Telegram here. Uh, side U7, the athletic, deep into uh, something. Te- well, checking them hockey things here. Joe Jock Taylor. That hockey mentality. He's probably All day, man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, ain't nothing wrong. You know, hockey people are good people, man. They're not all sensitive like you come over here sometimes. You <laughs> hockey guys, you know, well, good, they, good they, eggs, They man. ain't happy to be talked to. <laughs> well, true. <laughs> happy to there's, see you coming. There's something These, <laughs> Happy to see you. Happy to see you. Happy, <laughs> happy to see you coming. Happy to see you here. Uh, yes, they are. Uh, speaking of happy to see you coming, C.D. Lane was happy to see people coming today. Cowboys wide receiver met with the media. I dare say he is the most confident we've seen him as a Cowboy player, NFL player in himself right now. Yes. Yeah, I, I think it's good. And, and, and I think that, you know, because I, I tried to ask because it's a balancing act, you know, because he's setting all his records and putting up all his numbers. Do you want to pass Mike Irvin? Yes, I want to do this. But he's not a me guy, you know, in a sense. When he complained about the ball, it wasn't, I need to get off because I need this contract. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> it was, I need the ball because it helps us win. And his numbers and the numbers he's put up and the records he's set over the last three weeks has been the process of part of this offense growing and developing into what they hoped it could be. So that's the good part about it. You're just not, they're not empty numbers. And to that point, I mean, the game that he did come out and ask for the ball was after the San Francisco game. And so nobody would dispute that that is a game where, you know, and you would go go back and watch the tape, the All-22 on that. I mean, CeeDee Lamb was breaking wide open a lot in that game, and so he needed to get the ball. And uh, to me, one thing that stood out in the last two, three weeks, we've been talking about CD with the coordinators. As Brian Schottenheimer talked about, it wasn't just CD asked for the ball and then showed up on game day wanting the ball. Like he amped up his practice energy. He amped up everything else. So it, he backed it up with a total body of work that didn't just come on Sundays and Mondays, but on Wednesdays and Thursdays as well. He just balling, dog. You know, and, and piggybacking on that since you really wasn't getting ready to elaborate on he balling. I mean, I mean, he, I mean what, <laughs> if you got if you the first dude, I mean, we hit three we, games. We hit a with, talk. We don't want to say he balling. If you got three games. The only dude to ever have 10 catches, 150 yards, then you ball it. 
And, you know, one Something thing was was understood. Don't need to be explained. Okay, I understand, but we, but we got to fill time, sir. <laughs> It just wasn't in that ter- it wasn't in that Terrell Owens type of way. No, no. Of, of, or the Keyshawn, give me the damn ball. This, this was truly, I mean, and, and and he's right. I can help us win, and getting me the ball is a positive thing, and also for the quarterback. Who we saw, you and I saw, ran to the quarterback. Well, he all smiles, makes life a lot easier. And this is what, and I go back to the draft class. You know, Jefferson out there in Minnesota. Jefferson in Minnesota has been the star receiver of that class. Right. Anybody fight me on that? Are we all good? No. No, he the best. Okay. And if you're C.D. Lamb, you're also sitting in – Kirk Cousins is feeding him, and and he's producing. What about Jared Judy? What about that other dude that's in Oakland? The, the second one? The second one that went off the board? <laughs> yeah. We don't want to talk about that. The second Alabama. We don't want to go there. The the dude, that, what, 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 I heard he was balling on the flag football team. <laughs> is it a black one time? Or is it, you know, Pretty the mean moves. green? Hey, look, <laughs> what's it? not the mean green? The mean machine. He, he bought the mean machine. He got the new mean machine. I mean, it is it is what it is. I mean, you think about the two Alabama receivers who went one and two. Yeah. Henry Ruggs went, went, went to the Raiders. And, that, and that's he, with the meme machine. He, yeah, and then, you know, you got, got Jerry Judy. Complaining about the ball and getting get fighting Steven Smith. It's, yeah. it's, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. And, and, and so on the back end, it's it's C.D. Lamb and, and, it's, and it's Jefferson here. But to see Jefferson the last two years dominate the way he did, and if you're C.D. Lamb you're watching it, Give me that opportunity, well, and, and he's getting that opportunity now, and he's and he's doing well. Well, I mean, I, I think the perspective needs to be added. Okay, add it, add it. Last two years, CD Lamb led the Cowboys in reception. Last he left, CD has gone off. He's been on the Pro Bowl the last two years. It wasn't like he hasn't been getting the ball, and when Dak's been on the field, his numbers have jumped. Okay, you go last year, you know, early in the season when Cooper Rush was playing, his numbers were down. When Dak came back. You know, that's when he had that Pro Bowl season. So he's been getting the ball. He's been getting off. He's been a big part of the offense. I mean, you know, that's one reason why they were felt comfortable letting Amari Cooper go because CeeDee Lamb was the natural ascension to that number one receiver role. He'd already let them receive him that year. So I think the difference here is that early in the season, I think it's a number of things. And I don't think the Cowboys, and we talked to Dak about that, I don't think the Cowboys were necessarily not trying to get him the ball because I think one game early, the first game he had like 11 catches, then he had like four, four, five, or something like that. Uh, but they were still developing as an offense, okay? They were still trying to find who they were as an offense and what their identity was. And I think that, you know, it coincided with Dak running the ball and doing different things, them realizing that we're not a smash mouth. I'm going to run the ball, protect my defense team. You know, the best part of this team is the quarterback and receivers and getting them the ball and moving. I think, you know, when Mike McCarthy said we cut Dak loose, we cut Dak loose, he cut CD loose, and it all worked hand in hand. And, and the people think I asked Dak about that today. Um, you know, are you hot? Are y'all in the zone? Or is this who y'all are? You know, because, you know, you, you know they're hot. They're seeing everything well. But is, is is this just a zone? Is this a fad? Is this something that's going to can, can be stopped? Or is this who you are? And he said, this is who we are. You know, this is we we struggled in and, and, and we were trying to find who we were early in the season and and we were getting used to the offense. But this is who we are. And you had some of the things that have changed during the bye week with more pre-snap motion, a lot of different things to open them up. But you know, and he and he, and he pointed out that even in our loss against Philadelphia, we were balling. This offense was balling. So, so let me ask you all this: Has this been an improvement over Kellen Moore's side? 
Uh, I, I think it's still a TBD. Like, I think the it's still a work in progress. We see, You know, I wouldn't put a cap on where this offense or Dak or CD are going until they show us there is a cap. Um, it's You know, we've seen a difference from beginning of the season to now. And I, I think to go back to kind of what, you know, he's what Clarence is talking about with Dak, one thing that CD talked about, too, is that both of them are kind of in this zone together where Dak has been playing well and CD hasn't been on top of it. CD has been playing well. Dak hasn't been there. Now it's aligning, and I think that is important. And when he talks about this is who they are, that doesn't mean CD's never going to have a game below 10 catches and 150. It's more about the philosophy of the involvement and everything like that, and I think that's really important. And, uh, you know, you talked about with Jefferson, with Kirk Cousins, um, you know, we see it with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow. Whatever these top guys are, it kind of does work hand-in-hand. But is it better than Kellen Moore? I mean, I, I think I think it's on the path. We, we wouldn't have said that a month ago. And I think right now it is. Have. Right now it is. I wouldn't have. Clearly, after the San Francisco game, that, that offense was not better than Kellen Moore's offense. But um, I think now it's they headed in that Zeke direction. Center, you know. What's that? They didn't have Zeke playing center on the play. Yeah. Well, that was one right play. Okay, one play. Um, but I think... <laughs> significant play. I think... I, no, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it was the end of the no, game. The game, yeah, it wasn't the game, a, the the game, game was over. The game was over. The game was over. But, but my point is, is that... Right now, it absolutely is. What right, what I want to see is how they're able to sustain and maintain where it is right now and make sure that it's not a fad. Well, well and I know you need to talk. Uh, they balling. It, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he said with his piece. Now I can, now I can go now. now. It is better, okay? You know why it's better? Because um, they playing the Giants defense. <laughs> Not just exactly. the Giants. But again, they did because the Eagles. And, 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 and I, I hate that because – on paper, the Giants' struggles have been on offense. They ain't been on defense. Ain't nobody done what Dak did to the Giants' defense. Look at them. Their pass defense better than Philadelphia's pass defense, okay, numbers-wise. So to just dismiss it and say it was the Giants' defense, I think that's unfair. Um, but w- when I say that they're better, it's because it comes out of Dak's mouth. Dak is the biggest Kellen Moore fan ever, okay? Kellen Moore made him. He his was his backup quarterback, Teammates. confident, all of that. And he, you know, you know, they kept Kellen Moore because of their relationship with Dak. And for Dak to come out here and say, I have a better understanding, command of this offense in my career, that's all you need to know. If, if he all the years under Kellen Moore, he's been in this offense less than six months and talking about he has a better understanding, more confidence, more control of this offense. That's the biggest difference. That's why it's better. And that's that's Mike McCarthy. And some of that. Uh, and, okay, whatever. I'm not, saying, but it's, that's come from Dak, though. No, I'm not disputing you, man. Yeah. Hold up, play. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's not just Mike McCarthy. It's, you know, some of that is how you explain the offense. That's why they spent the whole offseason talking about everybody now knows exactly what they're supposed to do exactly. on every play. And it's about the details. And so, you know, Keller Moore is cool. His offense has been was productive. You can't argue that. But it only got him so far. And sometimes to get to the next level, you got to deal and go through that hardship of change and get rid of your boys or your or your favorite people and let them go so that you can grow because somebody else can pull something out of you that, that Kellen Moore couldn't. Yeah, and, and, and there's no details matter. I mean, yes. and I, like I talked about it before, you know, coming into camp, CD, the tight end, all of that, we finally know what we're supposed to do and we know what everybody else is doing. That in itself is an indictment of Kellen Moore. 
when, when they talk about we understand, we have a better understanding of the play purpose, and they didn't. This was not even in their lexicon last year. But they and I've been covering thirty points a game. That, like, I know, like, no. they, they were like the number I top five offense. I, so. I, I don't disagree, but I'm just telling you what these guys say. These are, I've been listening to them, didn't interview them since they got here, since before they got here, and I've never heard them say these things about their offense. I think it's just a more nuanced understanding of right. what they're doing. And, and I think where and it if is you right understand now, sometimes it, the why matters yeah. in, in terms of – because I, I can't remember who I was talking to a long time ago, sometime this year. But they're like, it matters that you understand that the reason we need you to run this clear out route this way is so that these other cats can come open. It's not just you ain't getting the ball this time, so just go through and, and if that ain't being coached, that's, that's an indictment. I mean. well, right, some, but well, uh, sometimes you assume, as I told my boy the other day, Duh, common sense ain't common. You just can't. That's why every time you leave the house, you tell your kids, lock the door and don't open it until I get back. Because you have to do it common every time. sense ain't common. Right. I think, I think where it is right now, there's no question. This is the best offense that Dak has had in his career. To me, that's no question. For me, it's all about, like I said, sustainability. They just have to be able to maintain this over a longer period of time. And there's no, there's no sign that they're not going to be able to. Like I said, it's not, it's not about production. It's not about CD has to have 10 for 150 every week. It's about the philosophy has to be the same. Before yeah. we go to break, let me just ask this. Are we finna go to break? Yeah, because it's 314. Uh, could Trey Lance do it like this? Stop it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, mess, I'm not messing with you. I'm not with you. We're going to break. We're going to break. We're going, going to break with you. Jack Taylor, Sad Youssef, Claire Tillman. This is the media match right here on Dallas Cowboys Radio. Leave that young man alone. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil change, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the Playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code COWBOYS VIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys VIP. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. All right, Media Mash. Back here with Jean-Jacques Taylor, whose book, Coach Prime, is we an excellent Christmas gift. Black Friday is coming up here. So let's make sure we do that. I got to okay? do Black Friday. Get on Amazon because... <laughs> It's Black Friday, and that's how I know it. I didn't know it was any other Friday. But bottom line is, go ahead, get you a black author book on Black Friday, and just make it all work for yourself. And that way, you buy it early now, then you have to go out here, worry about the holiday season, you need to boom, you already take care of Side yourself. One day, he'll write his book out. You know, I'm sure it's coming when the Stars win that championship. Well, I, thought gonna be, I thought it was going to be on Trey Lance. <laughs> That too. That's just trying to copy my hat. My hat looks better, but you know, hey, dog team, I'm glad it is. Mine looks better. I'm not trying to copy your hat. It, don't don't, it, don't it, put it, false narratives out there, Stephen A. I mean, nobody's trying to I copy had it your first. Head. You did not I, have I, anything I had first. This you had no Omega first before me. I had you this had hat, no. This style you did not have this you style. Had, your, no. You had the one that just said dog. No, sir, 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 sir. That's not true. It's okay. It's not true. You have had nothing <laughs> in Omega before me. I was and telling you, Clarence so, when we were yeah. when we were walking walking into the stadium nothing. together. Uh, I told him I was like he's he's always impossible to miss. It's always some purple, something going on somewhere. It's all it's all good. By, it's the way, by the way, don't forget tonight if you'd like to eat and drink with Clarence and hear Clarence stories, you can at LB. It's not tonight. Clarence stories. First of all, it's, 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 it's great a, stories from former Cowboys. And tonight I'll have two former Cowboys that are also make members of this illustrious fraternity. Uh, Billy Joe Dupree, legendary tight end of Michigan State, and Ken Hammer Hamlin from Arkansas. Who picked Suey? So, yes, yes. And it's always a good night. Uh, last year he had uh, Ed Tutal Jones and LaDainian Tomlinson and myself, so it was really good. So make sure you come out out there. Thank and you food is good out there, too. Yeah, food is good. This food is good. I just got a better hat. No respect. Let's dive into When you're the young bros, you always try to, you know, try to do something to try to make you. Imitate me. You know, try to come up to, to, to the stack The Carolina of the older, Panthers is where bros. the Cowboys are going this weekend to Charlotte, North Carolina. Go get your Bojangles while you're out there. Right, right. Um, Hanging out with the bros. What is a concern that Cowboy fans should look towards? Because. In this, game? Beyond, huh? in this game? Yeah, because, you know, right now you, you think, hey, just blew the Giants out. This team, you know, even though even though they've got a better record than the Giants, still not a good team. So, you know, tell people what they need to look out for. For me, I mean, obviously you're not super concerned about anything in particular, but I think Bryce Young is where it starts. And, and Bryce Young is a mobile quarterback. He's talented, and I think – Whenever you have this little bit of a little bit of a new twist with Frank Reich uh, taking over the play calling, there could be a little bit of unscouted whatever. I know he was obviously calling plays earlier this season too, but uh, just with Bryce Young and the unknown, and and you know I think 
that is something that Micah Parsons today talked about as well. Like he is a talented quarterback. This isn't going against Tommy DeVito, uh, with all due respect to Tommy DeVito, but uh, I, I think that's that's where it starts for me. Is you do have to look out for Bryce Young and make sure that he's not beating you because Joshua Dobbs did become the guy that you know kind of was the catalyst to beating you in uh, week three. You just need to play your game. Don't help them out. And you're good. They can't win without your help. Yeah. Right. Like, you got to turn it over. You got to have some pre-snap penalties. You got to have some pass interference. You have to help them. They can't win without your help. So you play your game. You play it clean. You come out with it with dub. I think, I, I, I harken back to C.D. Lamb. They were talking about, you know, C.D. Lamb was talking about uh, he hasn't had a tear like this since he's been in college. But he said, this ain't college. You know, this is a whole different level. These, yes. are, these are real men out here that play football. And, and I know that it's our job to pump up Bryce Young because he was the number one pick and he's talented based on what he did in college. But when he was in college, he generally had the best players on his side. No, he did have the best players. He had the best players on his side. Had, had first best offensive line, first time receivers, all of that. He, don't have, coach. he doesn't have that at, at – um, Carolina, and, and and he is not able to elevate lesser talent, you know, which is why they blame an offensive coordinator and they change the court. You know, they don't have talent, and they have a young quarterback. Yeah. And Adam count- Thielen, their best receiver. That's what you. Yeah, know. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, this this place, you know, discarded Alan Thielen. You know, is their best receiver. They have nobody that can beat you vertically. Uh, there nobody in the running back that that, that scares you. Um, yes, the Cowboys need to take lessons. I talked to Micah and Curse about. From from Arizona game, you know, and yes, uh, like I said, the biggest thing is they Josh Dobbs ain't showing up because he is a playmaker, uh, and he's proven to be a playmaker in his short stints. Uh, they need to learn lessons from that Arizona game and not take this team lightly and, and focus on themselves and take care of their business because that they're still smarting from the Arizona loss. And you know, Michael talked about it today. We we can't let that happen again. It's well, about and the also fast start man, huh? yeah, it's about the fast start. It's about coming out ready to play. Because all these teams, why did Arizona win ultimately? Because you gave them hope early. Like, oh, we got a chance. And when you give these teams hope, they go back to back when they was all conference or all district, and that's how they play. When you take away their hope, they play like the the Greek, oh, the Greek, yeah. like a boxing match. When you come and, out of rounds one and two and you get punched in the mouth, it's a whole lot different. Go ahead, Sai. And also, I, I think what, what Jock talked about, not giving them opportunities and not beating yourself. I mean, when you go back to that Arizona game, we can talk about Dobbs and, and their running game and all that. But they were atrocious in the red zone. I mean, they got down there, two turnover on downs inside the five-yard line. Um, that's beating yourself, and, that, and so you can't do that. Paul Brown always said football's a game of mistakes. And, um, and you got to eliminate, eliminate the mistakes, uh, the, you know, the stupid penalties, that kind of stuff they have to do. Also, Diggy Zua showed up on the uh, practice report um, with a hamstring. Hmm. Do I pull a sod and say, should he play this weekend as they get ready for Thanksgiving Day or what? I mean, he's a full participant. And, 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 and the, yeah, he's, you know, the funny thing about it, let's talk about the practice report because they only practice one day a week. You know, this is like, you know, I guess Dak was joking about it. He called it the Hall of Fame schedule. Basically, it's the, the uh, Tyron Smith schedule, you know. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, 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 all decade. I'm just saying, I mean, because 
in Tyron don't practice at all anymore, which has been great for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, he don't Smart. practice at any day this week. And they basically have a walkthrough on Wednesday. They have one practice on Thursday. They have a, a you know, stay day on Friday, another walkthrough on Saturday to go play. So I think Mike McCarthy has done a great job of, of keeping these guys healthy and, and getting these guys ready. Right. I don't think he's gotten enough credit for how he's managed this team, even the past couple of years, going 12 and 5, 12 and 5, certainly managing them without. A deck last year going four and one, and and this year how he's managing that team and managing their bodies to keep them healthy. You know, there were people on the injury report, but they're all full pretty much. Uh, and Steven said the other day, this is the healthy they've been. You know, this is a healthy football team. Remember against Arizona, they were without three of their five offensive linemen too, and so and, and without Trevon Diggs the first Trevon time. Diggs, yeah. So this is a healthy football team, and certainly. Uh, you know, they lost for the season, uh, Leighton Vanderish, you know, but he was already out. You know, and that, that news came out, you know, this week that he's going to be gone uh, for the rest of the season and possibly for the rest of his career. But the dirty little secret is Marquise Bell. Marquise Bell and, and those guys have actually been better at well, linebacker well, than Leighton Vanderish was when he was in there. Nobody want to say that, but the numbers say that. It's interesting because when it happened, I got a note from our newsroom the TV says, hey, you know, we want to put you in the A block at six about Leighton Bandrash. I said, why? <laughs> because, you know, somebody just in the newsroom just read the headline. He's out for the year. He's been out for a while. And they've been winning without him. You, you Until you brought this up, you know, you haven't missed him. And that's not to be a slight. Just they have filled the hole. Right. They have gone on. They, yeah. It's been next man up. This is not some. This isn't. Oh my gosh, Diggs is out for the year kind of thing. Right. What do we and, do with our corner spot? This and, is. And the real news is, we already knew it was out for the year. Anybody that covered this team when he was out, we Correct. we knew it was out for the year. I, I never had any expectation to come back. The, the news is that he may have played his last down. There, there you go. That, that's that's where there's a story that he may have played his last down. Can I say With, with his history of neck injuries going back to college. And I, I say this as somebody who was a Sterling Sharp uh, fan. Who should be in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Yes. Um, I kind of hope he doesn't come back. Because what I don't want to see, and, and you're too young, I, I never want to see Michael Irvin type thing. Yeah. You just see somebody getting carted off the field, and you just have that feeling, man, this is it. I, I, or when Sterling was laying it, because he had a neck injury before, came back, and, and just like, man, look, you, you have had a tr- – when in terms of peop- the odds from where he came from in his in, in his life living in Idaho to be a first-round draft pick, um, to play multiple years, he's got the pension, he's about to have a child, his Get first paid. child, bro, be done with it, you know? Just be done with it, because I don't want to see – you don't want to mess with the neck. And I don't want to see that guy laying on the field ever again. Yeah. Injured. I just don't. That's I just agree. me. That is me. And that's because, I, I mean, yeah, you have and, and nice talk, family. Good. Why, yeah, I, talking I just, to many players, they talked about, you know, health and choosing, you know, the quality of life and all the other stuff. And they and so, you know, we asked questions. It was, you know, yesterday, and everybody was talking about quality of life and the decision they had to make. And, and clearly that's what the decision is. You know, and everybody knows that. It's not about playing football again. It's about your health in your life and you've had a good career and now let's focus on that. And that's and, and that's where we cover this. The average fan I don't think understands this man's had a good career. Mm-hmm. You know, this this is he has surpassed what people do coming into the National Football League. Man, he got nothing. You know, I know he didn't care what I think, but man, this, this man should have nothing but good things to, to think about his career and moving on and um to, uh, you've made a Pro Bowl. You've made money. 
you got a second contract. I mean, it wasn't you didn't break bank on his second deal, but you you got your second contract from the team that drafted you. That means you're doing something right. I, I, I think about one of the guys who's on the field now, and, and uh, Rashawn Evans. They were both in that same draft, and um, yeah, he's was his third team now. Rashawn Evans yeah. from Tennessee, and then wherever he was last year, Atlanta, Atlanta and then here. Yeah. So, um, you know, Leighton Vanderesh has had a really good career, and I I just I was once again I thought you put it. Right. Choose health, man. Choose health, being able to pick up your child and, and be able to, you know, just live a good quality of life. He's had a he's had a heck of a run yeah. in the National Football League. And we we've covered enough guys through the years to just simply say, Hey man, you know, I, I hope I don't cover you again because I care about your well-being in this thing. And also, just a quick thing on that. This is where it's also different from. I know it's very easy to make the comparison with him and Sean Lee, but Sean Lee was dealing with ACL, you know, things like that. This is this is your neck. This is this is again quality of life. With Sean Lee, he always got her those like I know sports hernia and ACL and all that kind of stuff. But these are all things that you're like, all right, it's going to be a grind to come back, but then you can come back and and give it a shot. Um, and then still have your quality of life after, yeah, to a, a varying body. extent. Yes, a lot of lower body. A lot of lower body. The, you don't want to mess with their neck, back, things like that. Right. I said. I just. You said Sterling Sharp. I just remember when he got hurt, and, and he came back and he got hurt again. I was like, man, get go. Get, you know, call it a career. And he did. He did. And, and you are very right. Uh, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Brett Favre. I actually did a Sterling Sharp camp. My first gig. I had to go down to a Sterling Sharp camp, and Brett. Had just taken the job from John, Don Makowski, the magic, magic man, magic from the magic number seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he was at the camp, and he wasn't the star. The star was Sterling. The kids were all there to see Sterling. Steve Atwater came, and then they had the guy who I thought was the bodyguard that nobody knew. Turns out it was Shannon. <laughs> nobody knew him then. Nobody knew him back in '93, and, and just to, to, to be there with Sterling was a heck of a good football player, man. Really, really, really was. All right, let's get our second break in here. When we come back, Clarence is, is making me not want to click on his Twitter. We'll dive into that next right here. What are we on, doing this? On, on the mini match. <laughs> DallasCowboys.com. First of all, it was not on my Twitter. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper... 
is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Let's ride with media insiders, Clarence Hill, the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Remember, he's at LBs tonight in Arlington. Come hang out with him. A special mega show going down there. We got Saad Youssef of The Athletic. My man does double duty, covering the stars, covering the Cowboys. We got Jean-Jacques Taylor, the author. His book, Coach Prime, is out. It's going to be an excellent Christmas gift. Black Friday's coming. You don't need to go out. All you need to do is go ahead, find out, find bookstores, Amazon, Barnes, Noble, all the people that send it to your house for free. And, you know, take care of Great read on a flight. I've been reading on my flights. It is. Thank you. It is. It is. And just even how the name Bucky, how he <laughs> got son named Bucky, all that, man. So it's, it's a really good book. And I had someone tell me that they had talked to Arkansas about interviewing Deion Sanders many years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, yeah that's, that's part of it. And I was just like, boy, look at the schools that missed. Yeah, no. Well, he didn't have a degree at that time, and that was part of the reason why he went and got a degree. You know, and so he went and got a degree because he wasn't going to get a major college job without his degree. No, almost everyone requires it. Yes. So that's that's one reason why he went back and got the degree. From Talladega State. Mm-hmm. Talladega State? HBCU? Tougaloo. There you go. Tougaloo. Tougaloo. Was it Tougaloo? Tougaloo. We sure? You wrote a book. Is it Tougaloo or Talladega? I ain't never heard of Talladega State. It's HBCU down in Alabama, isn't it? Yes, sir. So it's Tougaloo College, ain't it? (laughs) Tougaloo's in Mississippi, isn't it? Well, we'll we'll look at that. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to let you write your book. So, anyway. Yes, anyway. Once again, Clarence, sidetrack Clarence. (laughs) I'm not sidetracked. We're just having a conversation. Exit ramp. Exactly. (laughs) Talladega Knights. So, Clarence's Twitter mm. will lead you into some places sometimes you don't want to go. Sometimes. Sometimes. It's an today, interesting eclectic blend. Yes. Today, eclectic. it was a clip from ESPN. I don't watch these debate shows. I, I, I uh, don't. I gave them up many years okay, ago. Okay. I, I don't. I don't I don't fall into it. The Most of the things that I do are going to be on, on social media clips. Like... Uh, God bless Acho. I love him to death, but I've never watched one one time if I tuned into their show. Um, so the clip is Stephen A. Smith, um, Christopher Russo, Kimberly Martin, and and our our, our guy Swagoo. And they're talking about 
the interceptions of Josh Allen. Oh, let the ooh, league really? in interceptions the most since 2018, and the scrutiny Josh is getting versus Dak Prescott. And Stephen A. Smith just basically admitted, guess what? You know why we don't spend a lot of time on that? Because people don't care. They care about the Cowboys, so we're going right. to talk about them. So he's just telling you, yes, I'm not about substance. I'm about clickbait and style. And yes. You know, he gave up the game right there. We knew what the game was, <laughs> but I just watched it. And then I get look at myself. Why did I let Clarence take me down this rabbit hole? It's not a rabbit hole. See, there. to me, that, that was frustrating to me. This just recircle is Talladega College. I knew it wasn't a state. That's what confused me. It's, you know, so it's Talladega College. It's not a state. Let's talk about that. Okay, I just want to re- reset that. But anyway. Because he didn't want to be wrong. Yeah. I know I'm, I, I, it's not telling. It's not. It's not a state. It's just telling a kind. But anyway, getting back. So to, he was right. It was Talladega. <laughs> Talladega. Not Tupelo. He was right. He was right. Thank you. Were wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> if there wasn't Talladega. And, 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 and where's Tougaloo College? <laughs> I was right. Anyway, so. We, as we reset that, I just want to make sure we all we, we, wrong. We, 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 we make gotta, sure we all get we all gotta, straight. You all okay. wrong. Thank you. But but wow. you know my my and so I have this reputation of a Dak apologist. You know, and, and y'all try to take shots. And, and and my thing is that, and this is the part. This is the problem, is that I, I just don't like the narratives that are out there. And and and. From Stephen A. from whoever else, this this narrative that he's this mistake prone quarterback, which is not true. He's never been. You know, when I talk about the interceptions and I down him last year, as I said, the the fifty interception Dak had, if you go back to the thirties, the fewest interceptions of any NFL leader in the NFL. But we, because it's Dak, We've overblown and overinvestigated and done all these things. I got into with Dan Olofsky, you know, in the spring. Uh, he did this whole breakdown of Dak's interceptions. I'm like, did you do that with the quarterback last year that's leaking interception? Have you done that with Josh Allen? They've not. And because of content. So don't tell me it's true journalism. Don't tell me you're you're doing this because this is things that people want to talk about because it's it's, it's important. Uh, to the NFL knows it's important to you and your ratings. So Stephen A. just pulling the curtains back. Yeah, we, we we try to talk about Josh, but no one cares. It doesn't push the needle. So we talk about Dak. And I understand that it comes with the territory of being the Cowboys. But the problem is you're giving people a false sense of reality. You got people out there who really believe, because you talk about Dak's interception, that he's an interception-prone turnover prone player and that's never been the case. There are Cowboy fans who come up to me, come up to Micah what about Dak's interception? And it's because of this incessant narrative that's on all these different shows about his picks from last year. And you know just to build on that. So it's unfair. That's all I'm saying. It's just an unfair point of view. As Kimberly Martin said, you're moving the goalposts. On, on, right. On this, she said, you're moving the goalposts. And I think, uh, you know, I wrote this last week so it doesn't account for the game that just happened, but, but you know, as of last week, Dak had, Dak was at not not just if you're looking at just the interceptions, but you look at uh, what Pro Football Focus calls turnover worthy pass percentage. Right. He's at 1.5 percent, which was second best in the league behind Joe Burrow, who was at 1.4 percent. So basically, he's top of the league in the least turnover worthy pass percentage. So it's not even just the end result of the interceptions. He's not even throwing passes that are interceptable. And I think that is that's really been impressive. And, and last year, I understand it was you know it was an outlier, but um, but but Dak has never been that guy. And this year, not only is he not that guy, but he's 
gone all the way to the other side of being one of the best in the NFL and not being even throwing stuff in harm's way. Yeah, and like I said, I just think it's unfair. And you can't say we do because you're, you're giving people a false sense of who is good and who is bad because that's what they believe. When there are people that really believe all Dak does is throw turnover, or throw interceptions, he's turnover prone. He's a turnover machine. There are people that are out there that would cling to this like it's the gospel because it's been screamed so loudly on all of these networks. Agreed. You start looking at the interceptions right now. Uh, Josh Allen of the Bills leads the league with 11. Uh, Jordan Love of Green Bay has 10. Mac Jones of the Patriots has 10. Jimmy Garoppolo has 9. And oh, by the way, Jimmy has missed time. Uh, Jalen Hurts of the Eagles has 8 interceptions. You've got Sam Howell of Washington with nine interceptions. So when you talk about you know just who's giving away the football, and then if you are invested in these shows, who are they spending their time talking about? It is very interesting. Um, the amount of time it was used into Dak's interceptions after the San Francisco game, <laughs> you haven't seen that type of uh, – was Mike Lerner once said the same the, – Yeah, the same report with the same intensity. The you, same didn't, intensity. you didn't see segment after segment. Yeah, they mentioned it, but they don't go segment after segment. What's wrong with Dak? What's wrong with the Cowboys? What's go, you know, it's like that. And, and Bobby Bell sent me a list last night because I, I, I had retweeted about that. He said the list of quarterbacks in the NFL history, not just this year, in NFL history, with a higher TD percentage and lower interception rate than Dak Prescott in NFL history, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, that's the list. That's right. And that's who he is, and that's who he's been. <laughs> you stole that. That's who he is, and that's who he's been. But, again, you got people who act like he's a turn machine. It's just, not, it's just wrong. Which is, once again, if you don't tweet that, I don't look at it. Yeah, but too many people do. But people, too many people do, and that's the thing. Is I, I get people who walk to me all the time. People everywhere. They, the first thing they bring up about Dak Prescott is the turnovers. There's too many people that do. So it's, I think it's an injustice to their audience. You out there? You out there? You know? You know that, that that's that's all. That's 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 and, my and, point you know, of view. Shannon Sharp. I mean, Shannon Sharp and Clay. <laughs> He's the same way. I mean, I tell Shannon the same thing. You know. Yeah, I noticed you said you've been on this show before back when he was out there at FS1, but, you know, Shannon is another one that, that jumps on him uh, very much. And, and, and Shady, and I don't never, I don't give him no grace. I can't tell you the last thing he's done. I, I haven't even looked at the guy. I, I see yeah. a clip of him. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. you know? I, mean, I don't know what he's done. I got left, it was, I was really like, yeah. I got left, you know. They ran in and beat that man down. He don't even come on TV anymore. So, so yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't think you're an apologist. I think you're actually trying to, to show people what, you know, there is another side that is not being covered. Like, we're not talking about this. This is legit. No, we don't. Um, and, and Stephen A. Smith basically came out and admitted it today. I'm doing I'm doing entertainment. Well, I'm not doing say, real sports. What they're doing, because you talk about journalism all the time. And, it ain't journalism. And I differentiate it's, it's, it's entertainment. It's entertainment. It's WWE. But people, did like somebody came well, to me last night. Well, you know, people know uh, it's fake, but they still buy it to know. People don't know that. Oh, there are people no. that don't know wrestling's fake. I'm just trying to tell you. My the, grandmama was one of them. I'm just telling yeah. you. And you, I mean, people don't know wrestling's fake. They buy it hook, line, and sinker. I also so, think that the goalposts, the goalposts, the goal they post, don't know that. They think these guys are real champions. Hey, man, some people think like they won some. Think elections are real. <laughs> <laughs> people, think, people, you say something loud enough, and you find you find the right bull. Right, and people will actually. Oh, really. Yeah. 
Last last thing I'll say on that on the goalpost moving is one thing when we talk about Dak Prescott or not we but like that entertainment realm. Talk about franchise quarterback is kind of like who the franchise quarterback is, as in like Kirk Cousins type franchise quarterback. Whereas if he doesn't measure up to Patrick Mahomes, he's not a franchise quarterback, and that it's not that you know black and white. It's and and that only happens with a select few quarterbacks, and really mostly just Dak. Where if you're not playing to Patrick Mahomes level, you're not a franchise quarterback, and that's just not true. There's there's two guys, three guys in that top tier, and nobody else is like that. The interesting thing about about it from Dak that I've heard from folks and just you know they, they pop up on your social media feed if you listen to them you think he's still the highest paid player <laughs> oh I know that's right you still would believe that no, or about the, where he belongs right about and he was never the highest paid right player but yeah but they, they still act like that and, for and sure I'm like you know, tell well, me what you. Kyler Murray's making nobody can tell me that tell me Kyler Murray because he makes more he makes more, and, and just that whole premise. All right, who we got tonight? Uh, Baltimore, three-and-a-half-point favorite at home against the Bengals. That's a tough Ooh. game, man. That's a good game. And, and it's a must-win for both teams. It's yeah. really coming off losses. Yeah, yeah Bengals yeah, think... are four, four and five, and uh, the Ravens are seven and three. Normally, I go this... with the team of desperation, but Baltimore mad because they lost last week. Bengals are in desperation, for sure. Yeah, I like the Bengals. Give me Baltimore at home. I, I, I want to pick Baltimore. I, I, I think the Bengals are the more desperate team, and, and Baltimore got issues. I mean, they, they they give up leads like nobody's business in the fourth quarter. Hey, look, there's, there's, I'm still going with Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. Well, with Lamar. Find a way. Find a way. I need Joe Burrow to throw about three, right. three touchdowns in Tyler Boyd. They are desperate. <laughs> oh, see, now it's about your fantasy team, Mike Mark, McCarthy. I got Mark Andrews. Oh, that, that Mike, Tyler Mike Boyd drop probably hurt you bad, didn't now it? About <laughs> your, I still got smoke. It was that bye week. That that's that's news, like about your fantasy that's team, Mike McCarthy. That's right. That's you right. know, Sterling Sharp was an anchor on my fantasy team for years. He was, man. He was. And, you know, I'm going to say something. Mike got one more time to go out to the fantasy football crowd. I'm going to say something. What you going to say? What you going to say? I'm like, just keep it paid, bro. I don't play I'm fantasy football. It was funny because I was like, Mike don't play fantasy football, but he showed like a lot of references. No, but did that Brandon Cooks get the first pass of the game and got fed? Somebody started him on their fantasy. Rico Dowdle. No, actually, a lot of folks didn't. It was they won his kids. They was disgruntled that that one burner result. fantasy account that picked up Rico Dowdle um, off of waivers. And then we go down. And, and, and so, by that same time, before we get out of here, so Mike, Mike, Mike McCarthy, he's a classic with this. He downplayed the need to get to, to get Rico Dowdle the ball. No, well, initially, downplayed the, the, Brandon Cooks the ball last week. He downplayed. Right. I don't play fantasy football. Of course, Brandon Cook got what ten catches, hundred seventy three yards, first pass of the game. This week, we've been asking about Rico Dowdle, and he said, "I'm focused on Tony Pollard." Yeah, you my so, 18 so, for 175 this week. If you're a betting man, if you're a gambling man, you do all this stuff, start Rico Gallup this right, week. He's going right. to get the ball. Yep, Galkin started last week talking about it, Rico, and it's going on. <laughs> really? So, all right, Clarence Hill, really? side you, Seth. Yes, really. Really. John Jack Taylor, <laughs> New York Scruggs. Take care. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!